Hey, what's going on, guys? Welcome back to the Jeremy Scott Fitness Podcast Radio Show. Coming to you on this Saturday here real quick with a Simple Needs Podcast episode that I'm going to kind of take bits and pieces from um, a man, Pat Rigsby, who sent out a nice little message the other day and like breaking down uh, kind of the hierarchy of simple human needs. If you want to go the Maslow route, um, I know Tony Robbins has a bunch of things and there's a lot of people who have come up with different Uh, I guess, basic needs that us as humans, we need to have. And I'm going to kind of go through them um, in certain steps and kind of break them down for you guys of me driving home the point of we overcomplicate things, I think, as humans and people and the the ecosystem and the world and the atmosphere environment that we've created. It doesn't have to be so complex. And that's just been my belief. And maybe because I'm not that intelligent, I'm not that smart. I see things very simplistic, very cut and dry, A to B, black and white. But before I dig into today's podcast, Uh, What do we have going on here? We are rocking with our 34 Days to Fit program. It starts on April the 22nd. We will close down registration on, I believe, the 20th of April. So today is the 6th. Uh, The link is in my Instagram bio. I'll talk about it a lot more. I don't want to take up a lot of you guys' time. I don't care if you want to do it. I'm just laying it out there because some of you guys miss a lot of our promotions and things. And with this program, it's a little bit unique and different. It's the normal uh, we'll give you guys, obviously, the Metcon stuff. The workouts are done. They're they're amazing. Uh, the fat loss stuff we do, the normal tracking macros. It's it's very much uh, a program that makes sense. The the caveat with this one or the difference is, is there's five of my favorite fitness homies are kind of in this program. And so each one of us uh, took a week and programmed it out, and we kind of married them all together. So week one, you obviously get to work with me. We have also in the program Tommy Baker. If you guys know Tommy, he's been on the podcast as well from Resist Average Academy. We also have Ben Novak over at Spire Fitness here in Phoenix who's doing a lot of great stuff. Nikki Metzger, who is Women's Health Next Top Trainer, uh, who runs Body here in Scottsdale. She's a rock star. And then rounding it out, we have Alexia Clark, the queen of workouts, who's also been on the podcast. And Alex and I have traveled around America a lot the last couple years. And so she is in the program as well. So you get to work with all five of us in the program. Um, try all of our kind of, you know, how we believe in fitness and what we deliver to you guys. All of our styles are different, similar, uh, married in the same, I guess, you know, educational school of fitness, but definitely we do a lot of different things. So you guys get a nice mix. And so if you're looking for a completely different way to work out and train, you're going to get five people's opinions and five people's uh, kind of training background married into Obviously, a program that I created and designed and obviously rooted in eating real food and tracking macros and being healthy. And so that starts in April the 22nd. The link's in my Instagram bio, and I'll put it on my story a ton. But if you guys have questions on it, please uh, hit me up. Let me know. It'll be fun. It'll be cool. Uh, We've only ran it a beta testing group once and then a real group one time. So only a couple hundred people have been through this. And uh, it's something neat that we do once a year. And uh, if you guys want to get down with it, April the 22nd, rip with me for 34 days and, uh, you know, kind of crush spring and get ready for, you know, pool parties and uh, holiday vacations this summer to, uh, you know, have your quote unquote summer body, uh, if you will. at least will help you get, uh, you know, uh, on the right foot in terms of that. So again, today's podcast, we're talking simple needs and uh, I guess we'll break it down this way. I'm going to go over the detailed version of what I'm talking about needs, just so if you guys are not familiar you know, depending on what school of thought you come from and who you follow in terms of uh, human behaviors and patterns. And, and admittedly, you guys have spent a better part of the last probably three years on just human behavior and, uh, and consumer behavior and how people buy things, um, how people spend their time, effort, energy, their money, 
uh, what they do, the patterns and habits people are in, they they jump in, they jump out of, or the ones that can't get out of. It's like this um, insanity cycle that I've seen. And so I've spent more time, uh, I would say reading, but it's listening to audiobooks because I read like a third grader. Um, listening to audiobooks and digging into workbooks and psychology workbooks and, and how people do things in life, even more so than I have in fitness. And I love fitness way more than that. But as I've gotten older, human behavior is, is baffles me. It, it really does. I see people who have mastered one area of their life, but at the cost of everything else. I've seen people who can't get out of their own way. I've seen people who you know have told themselves the same story for 25 years. I see people who are 57 who still blame their parents. They're, you name it, I, I've seen it and heard it. And I have empathy for people. I really do. Um, and, and not to say that I have everything all figured out because I'm just as fucked up as any of you guys listening to this. But I've owned my fuck-ups, and I don't really care about anything else. And I've used my my hardships, my failures, my losses, my disadvantages to my, to play to my strengths. I've used everything that I suck shit at and I'm bad at, and I've either taken it, and I don't want to say turn it into a strength, but I either punted it and forgot about it, or I've created an ecosystem and environment of life where I can be successful even despite those things. And I've learned not to blame other people in situations and scenarios for anything that I do or don't have in my life. Because at the end of the day, ultimately, I have extreme accountability. Now I'm responsible for you know the amount of success I do or don't have every single day. And that's just it. And life's going to throw us all a curveball and shit, and some of us get it better or worse. And that's, you know, it just is how it is. I can't control that. But I'm also not going to play the blame game and feel bad about stuff. And, and I understand life is very simple. It literally is what you make it. It's your perspective. It's your gratitude. It's your reality. And you can choose to live in that um, or be a victim. And that's all it is. At the end of the day, it comes down to, am I a victim or can I control my own life? And you guys can answer that. So we all have, I guess, kind of the same you know, basic six human needs in terms of some, how people you know, break it down. But how we value those needs in what order determines the direction and the importance of our life. And so, you know, real basically, I run down them fast in terms of this. Now, if you go the Maslow route, it's probably five, and I'll break down his in a second. Um, but if you go the six, you know, in depth, it's number one, certainty and comfort. I think the first human need is the need for certainty, and we, we have to have that in a lot of things in life. It's like when you go to the doctor, I'd rather have you tell me I'm sick or I'm not sick. It's that uncertainty. It's that worrying state, the a purgatory uh, stage of stuff. You know, hey, we got your, we're going to do an ultrasound. Like, so I've been before, like ultrasounds on my kidneys, right? So I'll go and they do an ultrasound on my kidneys. They sit there. They don't say anything. I'm like, oh, oh, that looks interesting. Or like, or they'll say nothing at all and be like, oh, the doctor will let you know in a couple of days. It's like awesome. So if you know I'm going to drop dead in six months, but you can't tell me, it's like that feeling of, well, what if he calls me in the, you know, it's cancer. What if he calls me in, I need a transplant. What if he calls me in X, Y, Z? It's that uncertainty that drives us crazy. So the need for certainty and comfort in life is crucial, which brings me to need number two, the need for a certain amount of uncertainty and a certain amount of variety. And I think we all need to have, you know, variety and mix things up. I think that's why a lot of you guys follow me on Instagram because I share a lot of different ways to do fitness, even though at the end of the day, whether it's a hip dominant, quad dominant, it's a push, it's a pull, it's a vertical press, horizontal press, they're all doing the same thing, but I'm spicing it up and chopping it and serving it in a way that maybe you guys wouldn't think of to be so creative because you don't live in a gym and haven't done this for 20 years like myself. So we do have a certain need for uncertainty and variety or surprises, but... We really don't like surprises 
unless there's the surprises we want, right? Like a surprise, a surprise birthday party, or your wife surprises you with a trip to Hawaii. Those are cool surprises. Um, coming out to the parking lot and your battery's dead is not a cool surprise. Walking home and having your hot water heater blow up and flood your house is not a cool surprise. So there's give and take, obviously, with that as well. The next need is a need for significance. We all have a need to feel significant and important, and that varies at a certain certain levels for all of us. Some of us, if we were just to you know, play basketball in the NBA, that would be enough significance for us. Some of us would have to be an NBA all-star. Some of us would have to be Michael Jordan. So there's levels of that in every career field uh, as a parent, as a brother, as a sister, as an athlete, as a student, whatever it may be, we need to feel a certain level of we are significant and we matter. Uh, even though if we drop dead tomorrow, the world really doesn't give a fuck and it just keeps moving. And that's not too depressed, you guys, but it's just it's how we live now. But while we're here and doing what we have to do, we have to feel a certain amount of significance and I guess legacy, if you will. The next one, number four, the need for love and connection. Even if you're a loner, even if you are a mutant, you know, robot, Dexter slash Ben Affleck and the accountant, like my family, uh, you know, likes to break me off as I do as well need a certain level of, you know, I guess love and connection with whether it be people or animals or community or wherever it is. And that's why I guess I've built this ecosystem here because I feel connected to people. I truly do. And I probably get more love and adoration than I even deserve from people on the internet and in person and, and others as well. And maybe it's deserved, maybe it's not, but I do get that. And so I feel for people who do not have it, but it is a human need to feel a certain amount of love and have love and a connection and not only, but to receive it, but also to give it. Number five, the need for growth. And that is crucial. Um, if you're not growing, you're dying. And I believe that. That's why I always say there's no such thing as staying the same. You're either making progress or you're regressing. And even in a, in a career, and I'm not talking about money. And again, you guys, I'm not a money guy. Like, And I said this before the other day, Like, if I was in any other career field, I would be making multiple, multiple millions of dollars per year if I was doing the same exact amount of work, if I was just as good at, you know, being a lawyer, if I was just as good at being a, you know, brain surgeon, but I was Jeremy Scott fitness of brain surgery. I was Jeremy Scott fitness of uh, being a lawyer, Uh, but I do fitness and, you know, I make money. I'm I'm not complaining and don't feel bad for me, but the point is, is the growth doesn't come from just the paycheck numbers because you can't do that. I, I've, I've been dead broke and now I have money and it, it, that's not what does it. It's the progressing, whether it's, you know, create for me, it's creativity, creating things, branching out, doing new things, learning new skills, meeting new people, creating new stuff that um, feeds that side of me. So this, for, for me, that's the growth. It's a personal development growth more than just a financial growth. But again, everybody has their own thing. And then the last one is, contribution. And I think that ties in with growth for me. Feeling like we're contributing to society, contributing to friends and family and to our clients and the people that matter to us most. We have to feel a need um, that we're doing something. I think contribution ties into legacy. And those would be the big six overcap. Now, if you guys go the Maslow route, and again, I'm not here just to, to ramble on about you know the specific things, but if you follow Maslow, if you guys are into psychology, and that stated that you know people are motivated to achieve certain needs and some of those needs, you know, take precedence over others. And obviously, our most basic need is is the need for physical survival. And I think we can all agree with that. That has to be the first thing that motivates us. And it, it, it's probably the, the, the one thing that motivates our behavior at the end of the day when it's all said and done. And once that level is fulfilled, then the next level up is what motivates us and so on from there. 
And so when you go the most bait, and, and this is all going to tie in, you guys. So hopefully I'm not boring you here. Um, but our, you know, the need for for human survival, because we'll our, we'll do damn near anything to survive and stay alive. That's why, like, I was lucky enough to. If you guys are watched the movie Lone Survivor, uh, Mark Wahlberg plays Marcus Luttrell in the movie, and I was fortunate enough to uh, meet Marcus Luttrell. Uh, you know, hear him speak. Um, well before the movie ever came out and he said they're going to make a movie about this and, and I didn't know who he was before showing up to the event and he tells a story um, you know everybody around him is dead they shoot down the chopper that comes to rescue him um, he's, he's trapped um, in a country where he knows nobody he basically has a broken leg uh, his body's crushed to shit and he's crawling basically for miles for hours just to get somewhere so he can hide and find shelter and to survive and there, there's a million cases like that um, of, of people who are doing everything. But again, survival is the, the most important thing for us to keep life going and to keep breathing and keep living this life. And again, the, the basic stuff from there obviously tied into is the uh, like the physiological needs. A, your need to survive um, for air, for water, uh, you know, for oxygen, for shelter, for clothing, for warmth, for sex, for sleep. The basic physical fucking human needs are everything. If those needs are not satisfied, um, your body can't uh, function optimally. And Maslow's whole thing was, you know, he considered the, the physiological needs the most important than all other needs. So everything else is secondary, you guys, to air and water and food and shelter and clothing and warmth and sex and sleep. And as basic as that sounds, I literally operate my life probably 99% off of need number one. And I find, because I'm a simple dude, and I find the most fulfillment in life for me when those basic needs are filled. So when I can drink something I want to drink, when I can eat healthy food that I like that makes me feel better, when I can have comfortable clothes, and when I'm freezing, I can get warm. When I'm super hot, I can get cool. Um, obviously, I like having quality sleep, and I love having sex. It's really basic shit. Like a cool breeze for me in Arizona is a gift, and I love it. Um, so again, when you can fulfill those, everything else kind of drowns out and goes away. The problem is we're living a life now that's so complex and so crazy and we're worrying about so much dumb, stupid shit like keeping up with the Joneses and the kind of car we drive and the house we live in and our job title and all this crazy shit that those needs, we're struggling to even fill those and they're taking a backseat to everything else. Now, if I go down the list here, safety needs, obviously, uh, I think that comes down to obviously the house you live in, you know, having a feeling of, you know, security and order and law and stability and, and freedom and all those things. So you're not afraid every single day. And that's the purpose of a home, first of all. And I'm not trying to bag on, again, I have a nice house. It's beautiful. Uh, my wife is like, you know, Joanna Gaines. It looks basically like the tv show and if that makes her happy that's cool now we don't overextend ourselves to do it when we were broke as shit it didn't look that way we've done it in bits and pieces over the years and we prioritize things and hey you know does the backsplash of my kitchen really fucking matter if i was dead broke no it doesn't if i feel scared and unhappy and not fulfilled in my life does it really matter what kind of countertops i have that's fucking crazy to me your house is for safety it's a box with a cover on it to protect you from animals and elements and now we can level it up and we have as humans but understand like it's a need for safety you don't need to have a certain kind of countertop and i'll dig into that in a little bit the next one, obviously, the need for love and belongingness, which we've touched on. The need, the esteem needs, you know, that's our, you know, the dignity, the achievement, the independence, the mastery. And then, obviously, just the self-actualization needs of you guys for personal growth. So, again, Maslow's are connected to everybody else's. I think they're all kind of born from there. Um, 
And those are just the basic, you know, needs of life. And I think if you look at your life in order of happiness, if you can fill those basic, you know, physiological needs, I think everything else becomes pretty crystal clear and pretty simple. And the reason I'm sharing this is because my man Pat Rigsby sent me a message uh, and an email, and it's pretty detailed. And he, said, there was, he said, you know, there's a few rules that he tries to live life by, especially when it comes to fitness and business and marriage and life. And one of those, you know, seems to be more common than it should be, and it's keep it simple. And that's why I called this simple needs. And, you know, the great philosopher and the great business tycoon, Michael Scott, uh, manager of Dunder Mifflin Paper Products, uh, if you guys are office fans, he would say, you know, K-I-S-S, keep it simple, stupid. And I've met a lot of people over the years who kind of adopt that same methodology. And I think we make fitness too complex for people. A lot of coaches do. I, I don't feel I do. Um, I show variations for you guys, but it, it's rooted in the fundamentals. And I think that's everything. I think we make nutrition way too complex for people. And I think, honestly, consumers have driven that a little bit, but us as professionals have to do a better job because people want to make everything so complex and so crazy and find the magic pill or the magic bullet or this this crazy eating fucking platform and they can't eat nightshade vegetables or they can't do this or they can't do that. And it's just, it's insanity. It's way simpler than that. Now, the execution and the application is super hard. The habit, the ritual, and the routine is complex. But eating real food, healthy vegetables that run, that swim, that fly, that grow from the earth inside your macro ranges is pretty fucking simple. Now, it's hard to do it, but understanding that once you have the basic education is simple. Knowing that you have to exercise every single day, probably do some form of strength training, probably do a little bit of mobility, probably get quality sleep, probably not stress, probably not hate your life, probably fill your life with things that make you happy and don't do a bunch of shit you hate. It's really simple. It's harder in application for people because they've bought into a lifestyle and a life that they thought that would make them happy but hasn't. And there's so many amazing things, you guys, about simplicity. And that's why I live a pretty basic life. And I'm, uh, that's why I say I'm the most basic dude you'll ever meet. And I'm not saying I don't like nice stuff or I want certain things, but I understand the cost of them. And I'm not willing to, you know, drive a Bentley because I know how much effort it's going to take me and how paranoid I'm going to be when I drive it and the cost of insurance and registration and everything else. And I'm like, and to me, it's just a car. And I'm not bagging on you if you got a Bentley and you're pushing it if it makes you happy. But if my life is simpler, I find I have less stress. I find I'm more creative. I find I have better perspective, I have more gratitude, I work harder, and I'm more fulfilled by keeping it simpler. That's who I am. That's why when you guys see me, it's like, oh, Jeremy's wearing a black hoodie. Yeah, if I find a black hoodie I like, I buy seven of them. That's what I do. And I know it drives my wife crazy, but if I find a pair of shoes I like, I get five of the same pairs of shoes because that's how I roll. And it's simple. I don't got to think about it. I wake up, I know how it fits, I know how it looks, and I like it, and I put it on, and I go to work. It's one less decision I have to make in my life simplifying things. I eat one or two meals a day, every day. You know why? Because it's simple. It's less to manage. It's very basic. I do things here to make my life simpler and more efficient so I can get more shit done, do more fun stuff I love, be more creative, and help more people. That's what's worked for my life. I'm not telling you what to do, but I love being efficient. I love being effective, and straight up, it's more fulfilling to me. In a world with seemingly endless choices, and I'll give you this example. Go on Netflix. Tell me what you're going to watch tonight. Do you know how much shit there is on there? It used to be you couldn't find you know, some good stuff on Netflix. Now it's like 
you don't even know what the hell to pick because there's so many different things. Like They have to go through category um, or what's new or what's hot. There's so many movies, so many TV shows, so many documentaries. It's almost... People probably, and again, if you're anything like me, like my wife, and I'm like, what do you want to watch? I don't know. What do you want to watch? I don't know. And you scroll through it. And it's like, it's almost mind-blowing how many choices we have. And this is with everything every single day. In a world with literally, which seems like unlimited choices, you get to focus on the things that you decide matter most to you. You get to avoid of investing time and energy into the other shit. It's amazing how complicated people want to make things. And that goes to, you know, where you, again, how many times have you guys, again, who are married, had this conversation? What do you want for dinner? I don't know. I don't care. What do you want? Oh, uh, let's eat pizza. No, I don't want that. Oh, okay. So I guess you do care. Where do you want to go to dinner? Uh, I don't care. Okay. Let's go to this place. You always want to go to that place. I don't want to go here. I don't, it's, it's literally this mind blowing thing that we are overcomplicating everything. And again, Maybe for a lot of people, and again, this goes for career choices, you know, taking trips, investing money, whatever it may be. Maybe the reason a lot of people do it is they feel a fear of maybe choosing the wrong thing. So they don't choose anything or they only choose the one thing. Maybe they feel like the big things, you know, can't be done or decisions can't be made with great complexity. In fact, um, I can't tell you guys how many times I've seen, you know, Hardworking people in the gym, um, or even business owners for that matter, lured into you know the get rich quick shit, the drop you know thirty pounds in you know ten days things, uh, the expert things you know telling them crazy stuff like. Uh, I guess what I'm saying to you is this: successful people, personally and professionally, um, don't do the most things; they do the most important things. And I took that from Pat's email. Successful people personally and professionally, don't do the most things, they do the most important things. The truth is the fundamentals always will work. The fundamentals will never go out of style. The fundamentals are what are going to get everybody everywhere. I can promise you this until the day that I'm dead and far beyond them, spending less money than you make and investing it will always make you rich. It just will. Spending less money than you make and investing it and living below your means will make you rich. If you work out and are active daily, if you're at a calorie deficit tracking your macros over time and you sleep and don't stress about your life every second of the day, you will be successful. You will lose weight. Your body fat will go down. You will be healthier. Those are the fundamentals. They always work. It's the get rich quick, you know, invest in Bitcoin shit, um, do this detox diet, horse shit, detox teas and wraps and what other crazy fucking eating protocols out this month. The novelty of that shit wears out. The habituation of it gets old. The usefulness and the simply, you know, being better never does. Doing a good job and doing the things that got you there will never go out of style. If you spend your time doing the things that are the most important and ignore the other horse shit, you are almost always assured success in life. If you guys spend your time doing the things that are the most important, not the most things, but just spending your time doing the things that are the most important and ignore the other noise in your life, you're almost always assured success. But almost daily, I see and hear somebody saying that they're listening to nine different sources, you know, in terms of fat loss, right? I saw this on Dr. Oz, no offense to him. I heard this from my friend. I heard this from my other coach. I read this on the internet. There's too much noise, man. 
It's their scattered attention. They're pulled in 19 different directions and their efforts aren't streamlined. They're not laser focused. It slows them down. And frankly, it's literally rooted in an unwillingness to commit to any one path. And without a decision to commit uh, and require a follow through, their goals never really come to life. They don't come to reality. And if you guys want to achieve anything great in life, I mean like some real dope epic shit, you have to have a certain amount of direction and focus. And you have to literally get almost, I don't want to say, you know, uh, tunnel vision, but you have to really understand what you're trying to do and what you want to get done. If that's fat loss, if it's safe for retirement, if it's buy a house, if it's travel the world, if it's write a book, you have to have direction and focus. You must concentrate your efforts instead of just dabbling in 19 different things and again, getting frustrated and pissed off when something doesn't work in just 10 days. It's stupid. You have to be playing a patience game. And I'll say this really quick on a side note. I was talking to BJ Gadur yesterday, him and I probably on the phone for an hour and a half, maybe more, talking about a lot of inappropriate shit and other stuff too. But what he's just saying was the reason why he was how to, he, him and I had talk talk real shit too. You know, how do we really help people? And, and that's what he's asking. In a world today, how do we really help people who are dabbling in 19 different things and are not patient? And I think that's what it comes down to is patience. And, and we're talking not just about consumers, but, but our peers and people getting into fitness and being into fitness and like, well, they want to make, you know, they see, maybe they see me, right, on YouTube and Instagram and Facebook and LinkedIn and the podcast and this. And like, you know, I want to do what Jeremy does. I want to open a gym. I want to have an, you know, an online business. I want to have a podcast. I want to do this. And they think they'll start it tomorrow and it's going to happen. But it's a lack of patience and a lack of focus trying to spread 900 different seeds in nine minutes. And again, you guys, I didn't have a podcast until shit a year and a half ago. Again, I didn't do public speaking for the first probably five or six years I was in this life. I wasn't prepared for it. I wasn't ready for it. I can't, I wasn't, I didn't have the skill set to do all the things I'm doing now. I've acquired this over the course of 10 or 11 years. At first, I just had to focus on how do I run a fitness business? How do I actually just be a good fucking coach and not, you know, hurt people and mess them up and give them great advice? How do I learn their behaviors, their movement patterns, what they're doing. How can I make them better? How can I meet them where they're at? My point is people just aren't patient. They're not patient with results in fitness. They're not willing to give things a try. They'll do something for 30 days, maybe 60 days. Maybe people even do it for six months to a year. And then they quit and give up because they haven't made as much progress as they thought they should make. And again, where that idea of how much progress they thought they should get comes from, I don't know. But I think a willingness to, to be focused to be diligent with your efforts and know what direction you're going and give it time. Again, you guys, to me, um, when I look back on it, I've put a lot of work into this life and myself mostly, which that's where everything is coming from because I've made myself the best version I could be. I wanted to treat everybody, you know, the way I would treat myself. I wanted to have empathy for people, uh, but also kick them the real when they're fucking up, tell them that they're doing stupid shit. But in a way, I know that they're going to receive it and take it. And the point is, is that, it's been a long time for me. It's 10 or 11 years of working, but is it really, is it really that long? Like I did something for 10 or 11 years and I've acquired the skills over time. And this is probably where I should be at this point. Now, some things could have went, you know, bigger, better, faster. And but again, that's just me thinking in my head, I'm happy with the progress that I've made. And to think that we can do stuff overnight instantly without being laser focused on it, without making a, a huge sacrifice is crazy to me. So I guess the point being is you guys have to decide what's important to you. You have to decide where you want to go. 
You have to draft a simple plan to get you from point A to point B. And you have to work that plan every fucking day. You just do. There's really no days off on the dream and the journey. Now, I'm not saying you have to spend 17 hours on it like I did yesterday here. But you have to do something every single day incrementally to move you forward. Because even in a marathon race, even moving forward an inch every single day, eventually you'll get there. But not taking any steps won't help at all. It's the simplicity, you guys, in which you gain clarity, which also helps you gain focus and speed. And the progress comes quicker and quicker and quicker. And the momentum builds and shit starts to snowball and starts to work the way you want it to work. And all of a sudden, your goals are achieved. But ultimately, it starts with you guys willing to say no to certain things, whether that's food or drink or purchases or whatever it may be. And you might have to say no to a lot of things that you've been used to saying yes to. So you guys can save up your mental energy, save up that mental energy, right? And letting go of all the shit and letting go of things like procrastination and putting stuff off and saying someday I'll do this and someday I'll do that because that's just horseshit story you're telling yourself. Or letting go for a lot of you, perfectionism. Worrying about things you can't control. Worrying about being perfect is horseshit. It will never be perfect. You'll never be ready. You'll never have enough time. You'll never have X, Y, Z. You just have to be willing to throw stuff out there and just get to work. And you have to embrace the fact that the fewer things done, honestly, again, I'll put it this way. Embracing the fact that the fewer things done better is the fastest route to where you guys want to go. Embracing the fact, you guys, that you don't have to do everything. You just have to focus on a handful of things. And that, to me, is going to be the quickest route from you guys to get to where you want to go. And it's that simple. And we want to make it complex. We want to make it crazy. But it's real basic. If you want to do the most simple things in your life, you guys, reverse engineer it. What's going to bring me, A, the most happiness, the most joy, and the most fulfillment? And how much time am I willing to put in in order to get there? And again, I know it's basic. Those are the basic human needs we went through. But again, if what you guys are doing every single day... You, you have to, again, there's parts of it are going to suck for sure. There's a lot of stuff here I don't want to do and it, it doesn't make me happy every second of every day, but I understand it's a means to an end. And in the big macro picture, I love almost all of it every second of every day. And because why? Because this life has bought me happiness. This life has bought me fulfillment. It's bought me gratitude. It's bought me perspective. It's just bought me a life that um, there's no amount of money in the world I would trade for it. And I say this all the time, doing this, um, if I can play this game for the next 20 years, that'd be great. And if it ends tomorrow, hey, it was a great run while it lasted. But my goal is to do it, you know, for as long as I can, the best that I can. And whether that means I make $337,000 next year or I make $37,000 next year, I really don't give a shit. If I'm happy, if I'm fulfilled, if I'm helping people, if I'm getting other things internally that are selfishly filling my cup, I'm happy to do it. And again, that comes down to, again, you guys, the basic needs, a need for certainty, knowing what I'm doing matters, knowing that I'm fit and I'm healthy and I'm helping other people. And if I can motivate them and inspire them, and if it can give me a couple other things in the back end, that's cool. But again, life is very simple. Life is basic. Life is simple needs. It's simple strategies, but we make it super complex by thinking we need all this shit and we have to have all this stuff and we need to have all of it and we all have to have it all right now and we have to have it bigger and better and more. And that's a game that is suffocating and it's a game you cannot win because there's always a newer car. There's always a nicer car. There's always a bigger paycheck. 
There's always a better job title. There's always a better company. There's a bigger promotion. You can always be leaner. You can always be stronger. You can always be fitter. You can always eat better. You can always work out harder. But the point is, is you guys, is taking joy where you're at currently, enjoying the simplest things in life, starting from there and building a life that you want based on what makes you the happiest every single day. And I think when you really strip it down, what are the 10 things that, that make you the happiest in the world? It's probably you playing with your dog, probably you guys drinking coffee, probably hanging out with your wife at home, watching a movie, sleeping in, going for a run hanging out, getting a tan in the sun, the most basic shit ever is the shit that makes us the happiest, yet we're spending most of our fucking time on a bunch of complex stuff that really doesn't bring us that. So take that for what it's worth, you guys. Just my quick rant on simple needs and human life and how we do things, and I think a lot of us would be a lot happier if we simplified our lives. I'm not telling you go minimalist style and sell your car and sell your house and like live out of a backpack and do some crazy shit, but sometimes the things you know we own end up owning us and sometimes the things we stress about really don't matter and in the big picture of life it's the most basic simple stuff that brings us the most joy and happiness at least that's been my experience maybe that's for me because I grew up with you know no money and nothing and no nice material possessions and I never took a vacation my whole life and I just feel like I'm winning every single fucking day right now so maybe for me my biggest gift was I didn't have the stuff and the things. And so now I'm so grateful for anything that comes my way. And I feel like I'm always winning. Um, but who knows? Take that for what it's worth, you guys. Just my random thoughts on simple needs. And hopefully that can help you at least understand the simple needs of us as humans. Um, and maybe a better look into yourself and you and what you really value and what really makes you happy. And if you have to make a shift in your life, you know, to take better care of your health, spend more time with your family, uh, do something differently for a career or a job or a vocation, then do that. Um, because the only thing that matters at the end of the day is how happy you are. And uh, short of that, I don't really think anything else really matters because you can make $10 million a year and you can have 5% body fat and everybody can tell you you're fucking great. But if you're not happy with that, what is it really worth? So if you're on iTunes right now, stop. Don't be a lazy ass. Drop me a five star. Leave a comment. And honestly, you guys, I don't care if you ever buy anything I ever sell. I don't care if you ever buy a coaching program or a book, or an affiliate, or a t-shirt, or a course we do, or come to a speaking engagement, or a workshop, or anything at all, I don't give a shit. But if you can share this, because you think it's helped you, and you can drop it a review in a five-star, because if we provide you any value whatsoever, that would be payback enough for me. If you share it with your mom, your dad, your brother, your sister, a coworker who you think, hey man, they need a wake-up call, they need to hear something like this, or they can get some value from what this guy is rambling on about, I truly appreciate it to you. I don't need your money, but if you do that, that would mean more to me than you guys buying something of mine if you really don't want to do it. So I appreciate you guys. Thank you for listening. It's been a ton. There's a ton of you guys listening, and it truly does mean the world to me. It is the oxygen that keeps me doing this because Lord knows I do not need to hear myself ramble on because I'm crazy enough in my brain as it is. So thank you guys. Um, I truly do appreciate it. We've got a ton of guests coming on the podcast, a lot of fun stuff coming down the pipe as well. I'll bring my wife back on for a little how we manage our time and marriage and things like that. But if there's anything else you guys want to hear in the podcast at all, shoot me a DM, send me an email. I'm happy to record it if at all possible. And until next time, you guys, eat well, train hard, be nice to people, and please just keep doing shit you love with people you enjoy because your life is too short not to. I'll talk to you guys soon. Peace.